Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Oregon State and Washington State are going to be playing a schedule against a conference. It's the conference that we always thought it was going to be. And guess what conference they're not joining? The Big 12. This is the Big 12 Watch. I am your host, Josh Neighbors, here on Crystal Ball College Football, part of the 365 Sports Network. You all can find this show wherever you get your podcasts. You all can find this show on YouTube. You all can like the video. You all can subscribe to the channel. You all can follow me on Twitter slash X at Josh Neighbors underscore. You all can find the show at NWPod365 as well. Um, so look, folks, Oregon State and Washington State, the news is broken. They, they get a court victory the other day, which is going to be appealed, obviously. And it's a big win for them. We're glad for them. All right. Um, and we always do. There was a possibility that they win in court. And there is still a lot more to be solved in court for those schools about what money and assets they are entitled to, what money and assets they are not entitled to. Um, if anybody ever told you or made you believe that Oregon State and Washington State were going to join the Big 12 Conference, I am sorry. Uh, they were never going to do that. And I still think at this point, it's pretty safe to say they aren't going to do that. There was never any legitimate reporting. There was never anybody that I trusted, or I think the general media space trusted that said this. There are a bunch of folks out there who go by acronyms and go by different names who didn't put their name on actual reporting about Oregon State and Washington State going to the Big 12 Conference. There was never anybody worth their salt, and I mean this sincerely, there was never anybody worth their salt who put their name on the idea that those two schools were going to the Big 12 Conference. It does not exist. It does not happen. I'm about to read from Ross Dellinger, who I trust. I have talked about Brett McMurphy, who we trust, Nicole Auerbach, who we trust, Dennis Dodd, who we trust, hell, even John Wilner, who we trust here at 365, here at Crystal Ball College Football, here at the Big 12 Watch, all right? God love Oregon State and Washington State, and I hope things do work out for them because I do believe they are entitled to a whole heck of a lot. They were never entitled to a Big 12 invite. A Big 12 invite was never imminent before. There is no reporting to indicate that it's imminent now. Could things change? Obviously, yes. And if they change, I will say, hey, I'm surprised. I'll be the first person to say I am really surprised by that movement, by the changes of the tides, by the changes in the way things have been going. But at this point in time, it's not headed that way because as Ross Dellinger says today on Thursday, November 16th, this article was printed at 9 a.m. Central Standard Time. Oregon State and Washington State are moving forward with future plans after a court victory. Days after their victory in court, Oregon State and Washington State, the two remaining Pac-12 members, are moving forward with future plans. They have re-engaged with the Mountain West, 
over a two-year football scheduling alliance with the league in an agreement that may serve as the first term, uh, first step in a long-term partnership or even a merger. Mountain West administrators held calls on Wednesday to further discuss the details. More meetings are planned Thursday, including a gathering of league presidents to presumably grant Commissioner Gloria Navarez permission to proceed with negotiations. The two sides, the PAC-2 and Mountain West, are believed to be close to an agreement over terms, but a deal is not complete and may not be finalized for several days. However, models for potentials uh, for a potential scheduling alliance were developed and socialized for the last two months. As Navarez and her staff prepared for this possibility, Yahoo Sports reported about the proposals in a story last month. Uh, the let's see though there are many scheduling models the most likely is what's termed a seven plus one format where mountain west teams play seven conference games not eight plus one against either washington state or oregon state they would rotate the game against osu or wsu home or away over the two-year cycle (coughs) excuse me games against osu and wsu are not expected to count towards the league standings. The two Pac-12 members uh, will not be eligible for the Mountain West Championship game and will compete against uh, compete as quasi-independents under the Pac-12 banner, much like Notre Dame does, but obviously they go under the Pac-12 banner. I think the goal of being under the Pac-12 banner is, number one, a marketing goal. It is also, you know, their ploy to try to make sure they're still involved in the college football playoff, which to me is still a massive massive TBD on that front. Those Mountain West schools with previously scheduled non-conference games against one or uh, one of the two schools will play the other as well as, uh, you know, in the same season, right? So if, uh, for instance, San Diego State has games scheduled against Washington State at home in 2024 and on the road in 2025, in the model, the Aztecs would likely play Oregon State both years as well. So that's obviously a possibility there. Three more schools would play two games against the Pac-12 duo in a single season because they have previously scheduled games, including Boise State, Fresno State, and San Jose State, right? So those three schools have the previously scheduled. They will maintain and proceed. I think it's the right way to kind of phrase that, maintain and proceed, right? Maintain the current, proceed with the, uh, the format we're discussing here, and adding schools on. The agreement expected to include uh, a lucrative financial package for the Mountain West members is likely to feature a long-term commitment to the conference with an intent of a full merger beyond this two-year cycle. Part of the agreement includes a financial penalty that can be levied upon Oregon State and Washington State if the two programs attempt to acquire only a portion of the Mountain West schools in the future. Folks, this is really important here. If you are talking about any kind of future with the Big 12 and the Pac-2, this throws a massive wrench in that, right? There is a large financial penalty if you are going to try to merge and only take some of the schools or if it sounds like if you you know if if you are uh, not going to do this full merger it's going to be agreed upon, right? So this is a plan moving forward to have 
Oregon State and Washington State at some point in time commit to a full merger with these schools, all right, with the with the Mountain West. Now, what the banner is that these schools are under sounds like it is TBD, right? One thing that might not be TBD is the broadcasting. As for Mountain West home games against Oregon State and Washington State will be televised in regular fashion by Mountain West TV partners, Fox, and CBS Sports. The league expects to receive extra media rights revenue from those games to be distributed across the conference. Oregon State and Washington State are likely to negotiate separate broadcasting agreements with those networks and potentially others to televise their home games, uh, their own home games. The Pac-12's TV deal with ESPN Fox ends after this year. For now, the scheduling alliance is only football. Oregon State and Washington State are in discussion to create affiliate memberships in other sports. And, you know, I'm just saying this right now, guys, like I know for a fact, um, uh, you know, I know for a fact, uh, you know, that that like uh, UALR, University of Little Rock, uh, University of Arkansas Little Rock, their wrestling is in the Pac-12, right? So you've got all these other sports all over the place. But obviously the focus is going to be on men's and women's basketball primarily. It will shift to baseball and softball and you know, there's, there's more revenue, thoughtful sports, and then it'll keep on going down the line. On Tuesday, the, school, the two schools landed a victory when a Washington County court granted their preliminary injunction against the 10 departing schools. The ruling gives OSU and WSU full governing authority over the league, and it's more than $400 million in assets this year. The ruling, for now, is delayed while the existing Pac-12 schools, or the exiting Pac-12 schools, file an appeal. Now, once again, guys, I want to say this, and I'm going to reiterate this the other day. This ruling that was made by a judge who's 20 minutes away from Washington State's campus is giving these two schools the full, the full amount of the $400 million that they are not fully entitled to, in my opinion. Why are they fully entitled to money that Colorado has helped them earn, that Arizona has helped them earn, that USC has helped them earn? Also, too, those athletic departments need that money to function. I don't think any outside court, like any, any um, you know, multi-person court, let's just say this thing goes to the Washington Supreme Court. It's going to be tough to have a situation where any kind of Supreme Court or any kind of upper level court that has multiple folks on the on the bench, multiple judges ruling, is going to go fully in this direction. I do think Oregon State and Washington State are going to receive a fair sum of money, but at the expense of all of these schools being shorted the thirty to forty million dollars they expected to come in. Right, each school, according to this article from Ross Dellinger, is due about thirty-five to forty million dollars. The decisions uh, this means that the Cougars and Beavers may soon have access to millions of dollars of Pac-12 revenue and television contracts, the Rose Bowl and NCAA tournament units. That revenue is normally distributed to each school starting with installments in December. Each school is due about 35 to $40 million, right? So I think there is a good chance that those schools, they get a lot of it or a, a nice chunk of it, but not all of it. I have a difficult time seeing that. 
Um, you know, and obviously this Mountain West merge, we'll just see what's going to happen here. Um, you know, though outlandish and unlikely, a relegation model has been discussed among some administrators about the future as well, too. In a move to retain the Pac-12's assets, the league is due more than $100 million in future assets. Washington State, Oregon State are preparing to operate as a two-school conference for at least next year, maybe two. They are using the NCAA two-year grace period. Conferences falling below the minimum eight members are allowed two years to return to the eight-member mark before they are no longer recognized as a conference. Now, once again, this must be stated, folks, that the college football playoff is not a directly NCAA-sanctioned event. They use a lot of the rules and whatnot, but the college football playoff is really its own thing, right? Um, at their meeting last Thursday, FBS commissioners recommended a change to the expanded college football playoff format, agreeing on a model that grants automatic qualifiers to the highest-ranked five conference champions and, uh, and at-large spots the next seven highest-ranked teams. A move from a 6 plus 6 model to a 5 plus 7 model, the change must be approved by unanimous consent by uh, all the conference commissioners, the corresponders, uh, corresponding board presidents as well, too. Commissioners also established a policy requiring a conference to have eight members for its champion to be eligible for an automatic qualifying spot. That policy does not need presidential approval. Multiple CFP officials also told Yahoo Sports. Once again, folks, conference commissioners also established a policy requiring a conference to have eight members for its champion to be eligible for a uh, AQ spot. That policy does not need a presidential approval, according to multiple CFP sources. Such a policy would eliminate Oregon State and Washington State from an automatic bid, although they could be eligible for an at-large at berth. So, to me, I never thought... I never thought the conferences were going to let an AQ from a two-team two conference fly. You all can go back to some of the stuff that I've said before. I never thought that that was going to happen. Absolutely not. Not in a hundred years did I think that that was going to be accepted and allowed to happen. Um, it just wouldn't make any sense for them to give up that kind of power, that kind of ability for those schools to be involved when they really weren't a full conference. And it makes a lot of sense they don't need that. Now, they could just be posturing and saying they don't need it, but I, I just have a tough time seeing a situation where a two-team conference, because integrity-wise, it's just not the like it's just not the way that this thing was set up. And they could fight that in court, obviously, too. The big fight for Oregon State and Washington State is the money they're entitled to. All right. That's the big fight. The big fight is not will they join the Big 12 conference. It is about what money a court, and I mean when I'm saying like upper-level courts, think they're entitled to because one judge making a ruling who's 20 minutes away from the campus and has a degree from Washington State, guys, this thing's going to keep getting appealed, all right? This fight is not done. It's not anywhere near done. It is a victory, yes, because the court is on your side, so you're already scoring a victory, but come on now. Other schools are entitled to those monies, all right? Arizona is in a bad financial spot. They are competing in the Pac-12 this year. They are entitled to that money, as is Colorado. As you know, Colorado has, has been out there, you know, making money hand over hand over fist, ratings hand over fist, right? They deserve that cash. You don't just get to get it just because they're leaving, right? I mean, those schools are still competing in the Pac-12, are they not? So that to me is a huge part of this. All right. That's a huge part of this. But the fight is not about 
will Oregon State and Washington State join the Big 12, at least at, least at this point in time? I mean, guys, if, if you command F Big 12 in this Ross Dellinger piece, you don't find it. There was never a conversation happening around the Big 12 conference about whether Oregon State and Washington State were joining the league. They were not. That conversation was not happening. It has not been happening. They are not joining the Big 12. It's the Mountain West. It, it sounds like it's Mountain West or bust, kind of like we always thought. All right, that will do it for today's show. We'll be back tomorrow with a full preview of this weekend's action that is coming up on the Big 12 Watch tomorrow. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at NWPod365. I'm at Josh Neighbors underscore. All right, folks, we'll talk to you tomorrow.